0: Make it seven wins in a row for the Pelicans as they get their second victory in overtime over the Phoenix Suns and move to 10 games over five hundred. You saw the best of New Orleans in this one and why they should be considered a true title contender. Let's break down all of the big performances in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday. We're going, we're going streaking, right? Actually, not that kind of streaking, just seven wins in a row streaking as the Pelicans down the Phoenix Suns in overtime, 129-124. A a game that you saw the best of them, and also a couple of things that should make you worried if you're the rest of the league, because I don't think they played particularly well, and they still won this game. So we'll break down the biggest performances, why this win's important, Zion being in the MVP conversation. I want to look at Larry Nance Jr., Najee Marshall, C.J. McCollum, and Dyson Daniels in particular. And of course, thank you for making it Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team completely free. The best team in the Western Conference, MVP candidate Zion Williamson. The stats, the eye tests, play breakdowns, we've got it all here. So whether you're a new listener and you're just hyped about this Pelicans team, Thank you for being here and making the show part of your day. And if you've stuck with me for a long time, six plus years of hosting the show, enjoy this. You totally deserve it. Again, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. Let's get right into it. The 129-124 win for the Pelicans over the Phoenix Suns. Look, before we even get into Zion, this one was big, right? After that chippy game on Friday, which was a fun one, culminating with Zion's 360 windmill dunk at the end, you knew the Suns were going to come out fired up to win this one. This is the best, the newest rivalry in the NBA, and it is truly one. These teams don't like each other. They want to beat each other. There's some bad blood out there, and I love it. It makes the game a whole lot more fun to watch, and these are teams that likely are going to play again hopefully maybe in the postseason and that's what makes this a rivalry and so when you don't have your best night and the Pelicans didn't there was some real bad defense at times there was some awful offense and some questionable shots taken to be able to gut out a win and still get it particularly at home Shake your 0-3 overtime woes so far this season shows the growth of this team. They feel they can hang with anyone in the league. Yeah, the Suns didn't have Devin Booker in this one, but it doesn't matter. That's a team that tried really hard, played to their strengths, offensive rebounding in particular, and New Orleans battled back every single time using their depth to help them get these this win, and their star player Zion Williamson, because don't forget New Orleans is still without Brandon Ingram, didn't play in this one, and Herb Jones. The importance of these type of wins cannot be understated. This team wouldn't have won these games last year. They had to grow to get to the point that they are, and they've grown, and that's why you're seeing them win games they probably wouldn't have won in the past. Speaks to the job that Willie Green has done. Speaks to the growth of a lot of the players, Najee in particular, that we're seeing out there on the court. Great performance from this team to really kind of show they can beat anyone in the league and really establish themselves as one of the top teams, if not the top team, in the Western Conference. And they're up there right now, first place in the West. And look, you also get these wins because of Zion Williamson. There there doesn't need to be that much said about him in this game. Not because he wasn't amazing. He was. 35 points on the night, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, leading the team to the win in overtime. But he's just that good, and we've said it all before. You could throw out any superlative, and it's probably from a show another day that we did. The Suns did everything they could to slow him down. They threw different types of coverages at him. They doubled him. They let him play one-on-one with DeAndre Ayton. They tried playing zone against him. Whatever they did... It didn't work, and during the seven-game winning streak, he's averaging 30 points per game, nine rebounds, 5.3 assists. He's averaging 2.7 stocks that steals plus blocks, shooting 68% from the field and 75% from the free throw line on almost 10 attempts per game. Those are MVP numbers. Seven and zero. The team is 10 games above 500. First place in the Western Conference. He needs to be in that conversation. Now, I don't think you need to pay attention to to national media. They don't cover a lot of the local, they don't cover the teams well enough. They need to know just enough to be able to sound good on their talking points. So if you want true coverage around the Pelicans, tune in here or other places. There's plenty of really good options people I think really highly of. But national media is doing it wrong and they're telling on themselves if they're not talking about Zion Williamson in the MVP conversation. The rust from early on in the season has been shaken off. His touch is back. He's trying on defense. That's no longer a negative for him. And he's at times willing this team to victory when some of his teammates aren't playing particularly great. C.J. McCollum has struggled, though he was much better in this one, and hopefully he's starting to come around. But to do this without his second best player, his running mate and Brandon Ingram out there, it's incredible. He's put the team on his back because they needed him to do that, and it's leading to wins. That's the type of thing, that's the type of play That puts you in the MVP conversation and Zion is doing it. So if National Media isn't talking about that today, they're doing it wrong. You know where to tune to for all of that. He's been that good. I I, I don't know what else to say. He reads the court so unbelievably well. And New Orleans missed shot after shot in the first half. I thought their offense for the most part was fine. They just weren't converting open threes. Zion is going to have a ton of potential assists in this one. He had 23 in that game against the Spurs. This number is going to be really high because they just weren't converting shots he was making. So he does the full-on Thanos, right? The villain. I'll do it myself and then went and did it. And when they were keyed in on him, the Pelicans finally started making plays and shots in the second half, particularly the third quarter when they turned their defense into offense and it lifted them. It went from a three-point deficit to a 15-point lead for New Orleans at one point. Phoenix came back and chipped it away, sent it to overtime. But New Orleans really took control of this one in the second half. And it was because they were just so hyper-focused on Zion Williamson and then finally, other guys started to step up and beat him, and that's what you wanted to see. That's what makes this team scary. Now, imagine if Brandon Ingram was out there with Zion. Now that they're kind of really embracing the point Zion experience to work a little bit more off Paul, that when Zion's doubled or tripled, or the entire team is on his side of the court, which happened. You saw the Suns do that. Money Williams shifted, rotated the entirety of the defense. If you split half court right down the middle vertically, one side had all of the Suns on it because they were just focused on Zion. Put B.I. on that other side, get him the ball, give him space. He's going to be able to go out and score. This team is scary right now, and they're not even playing their best basketball because they don't have their best guys out there on the court and because they get still make some mistakes at times. And when they put it all together, and it's a matter of when, not if, Lee needs to watch out. And Zion, right now, in the MVP Conversation with everything. But it wasn't just him getting this win. There were a number of other really important performances. Larry Nance Jr., Najee Marshall, let's look at them coming up because they have been outstanding, outstanding for New Orleans, particularly during this winning streak, and as important as anyone else on the roster. Let's break them down coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by uh, Rocket Money. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when that number is actually closer to $200 plus. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Rocket Money, formerly Truebill, is an app that I love using that takes care of canceling all of those subscriptions for me. The app shows you all your subscriptions in one place and it cancels what you don't want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription that happens regularly. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest and they make those subscriptions tough to cancel. So cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Seriously, save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. The biggest wins, where they can improve, the MVP play of Zion Williamson, and even the importance of the depth of this roster. I just did a show on, is this team the deepest in the league? You saw it in this game, and that's why we're going to talk about those guys. We want to talk about Larry Nance Jr., Najee Marshall, sometimes the unsung Pelicans, but just as important to winning So we're going to look at those two guys here. Now, for your second listen, go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So Zion's the biggest story. But without any of these other guys that we're going to talk about, this team doesn't win. They were just as important out there in terms of impact and getting a victory for New Orleans. And one of them, who's been this way for a while now, is Larry Nance Jr. In 33 minutes, 45 seconds, so basically 34 minutes, 15 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals, 2 blocks, 0 turnovers. Including making a 3 and a couple of other jumpers too. This dude, just impactful player. Like, I don't know what else to say, right? New Orleans has a ton of these guys that are impactful players. I do know what else to say. I'm a pro at my job here. But when you have a game where Jonas Valanciunas is limited and Aiton, he's given him trouble. The Jonas really took over late in this one and in the third quarter. But there's times when he's just not effective. And instead of putting in... A somewhat similar player in Billy Hernan Gomez, who played one minute in this one and it just wasn't working. You can go to kind of a different type of player in Larry Nance Jr. More athletic, more switchable, better in space, better offensive player out there on the perimeter, better passer. Doesn't have the size, not as good as a a rebounder as Jonas is, but someone who's capable of dunking and getting down low and works really well off ball. And when you see Zion out there, that's the type of big that he works really well with. If teams want to put their starting center on Zion, put Aiton out there, you had Larry Nance Jr. on guys like uh, Jock Landale and some of their other power forwards, and he just kind of abused them. Dario Saric had no answer for what Larry Nance Jr. was doing, and he posterized him because of it. It puts teams in a tough bind. If you put Aiton on Nance, Nance can pull him out to the perimeter offensively. Try and break him down off the dribble if he needs to, or cut better. And it neutralizes Aiden, which is putting him at the rim and being a rim protector of the best. And so it gives New Orleans just such an advantage and puts the decision to a defense of what do you do? Right. It's kind of a pick your poison thing. And you lose that. Or you cover Zion, right? And you leave Larry Nance Jr. open. Or you, or you, you know, try and play them each one-on-one, and then Zion's going to burn you. He's just been an impactful player, but you're also really seeing his importance on defense. Just makes plays, right? Four steals in this one, two blocks, including a couple in overtime, when they just needed a stop. This game, for New Orleans to win, their offense was going to find a way. It was, can you get some stops with Chris Paul pulling some of the strings and burning you at times in the pick and roll that they were doing? And when you have Larry Nance Jr. out there who reads the game well, can make plays from behind defensively as a trail man, you absolutely can't. You know, to think that Portland basically just gave him away and for them he was a throw-in in that trade is wild in retrospect. New Orleans, I think, valued him very, very highly and you could see why. And it took him just getting healthy to really see his impact. He started to have it during the postseason against the Phoenix Suns. But to have a kind of counterpunch like that that looks good right now, dude is clearly healthy with some of the dunks he is doing, looking like his dad out there at times... You see why New Orleans valued him, why he's the first center, other first big man off the bench for New Orleans and just makes an impact. Those defensive plays, you know, because of his athleticism, because of the basketball IQ he has, because of his mobility, he's able to make. And it just works. It lets New Orleans switch when they really want to switch. That's an important thing, too, particularly with rookie Dyson Daniels, who we'll get to in the next segment, being a switchable guy, too. Everything just kind of clicks in place with Larry Nance Jr. out there. Good locker room guy, very clearly a calming presence offensively for them when they need him. You can't say enough good things about Larry in this one. Another guy that you can't say enough good things about is Najee Marshall. 16 points in this one. He's been averaging over this winning streak 15 plus points off the bench, getting rebounds and just being being a dog, man, right? Like that's that's the way to describe him. He is just a tough-nosed defender that is making big plays. He was 6 of 8 Five rebounds, five assists. Everyone was keeping the ball moving in this one for the Pelicans. They had 31 assists on the night. All of these guys being perfect, complimentary players around Zion and the stars. Like, chef's kiss. Like, yes, this is what we've wanted to see. And Najee being able to come in and make shots, make plays on both offense and defense. It's been important. You need a guy like that a guy that has his teammates back. This game felt like it could get chippy, and it didn't. Maybe they were scared of Najee Marshall, certainly. After the game, Willie Green called him a knife, and then he just fits. Right. I think that's one thing that's important. This question was asked by five of Pro Pell's talk, asking him about New Orleans and kind of his love here and how he plays. And after the game, Najee Marshall said, I, you know, I just love Nola. He wants to represent them out there on the court and kind of play in the style of the city. And you're seeing it. And it's helping the fans connect to this team. And it's elevating this team too because Najee is exactly the type of guy that's going to go do all of the dirty work that you need. He looks like Josh Hart out there right now. And we hated, even though I love CJ McCollum and I'm fine with the trade, hated when Josh Hart was traded. And people were like, how can we bring him back all of the time? You got the guy Najee right now who just fits that, is going to go out and hustle for rebounds, dive for loose balls, play tough-nosed defense when you need that. And it lets the other guys just free them up to do what they need to do. He takes on the dirty work that's tough that wears on you. They can physically hurt you, and lets everyone else be better, and he's doing it as a perfect complementary player. He should ne- until he has a rough stretch here, he should not be out of the rotation when Herb Jones comes back, when Brandon Ingram comes back. One, more wings in the NBA, quality wings is a good thing, but defensive players like that, man, useful. When New Orleans started to turn this game around, it was in the third quarter, and it was when their defense became a buzzsaw. That's Najee poking the ball loose, getting steals, getting out and running, trying to make plays in transition, which he's been good with, and just deflections and effort. And that's when New Orleans woke up, took control of this game, got some easy offense because of it. And Najee is a big part of that. There's instant energy. Just like when Jose hits the court, there's another kind of energy when Najee hits the court. Playing like the city like that, connecting like the city with that, that's a player you love on your team. And there were a couple of other good performances. Finally, C.J. McCollum started getting it going. Still some questionable things about his play, but let's break down what we saw from him. And then Dyson Daniels, the rookie, playing through injury in this one too. He was just as important too. As I said, I could spend probably two shows talking about this game. We're going to try and do it in one. We're going to go a little bit long here, I think. But C.J. and Dyson, also just as important. So they're coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to them, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Look, you don't leave an opening in your company for a long time, particularly as a small business. You need to get those hires made. You might be needing their efficiency. You don't want to be leaving money on the table, upsetting your customers, anything like that. Getting a hire and the right person in the door quickly because you don't want to to hire again is really important. And that's why you've got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. They have simple tools like screening questions, which makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Get the right person in the door quickly. And LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Completely free, no paywall, no week between shows or anything like that. We're here five days a week, sometimes with bonus shows, like we did on Saturday over the weekend after that first big Suns win. And now for your second listen, go check out Locked On Saints. Host Ross Jackson is the best at breaking down everything black and gold. No game this week. Can they Do anything over these final four games to salvage the season as we look towards the future. He's got a great episode out right now on should they draft Hendon Hooker. Is he an option for QB out of Tennessee for the Pelicans? Everything you need when it comes to the black and gold. Ross Jackson breaking it down. Make sure Locked on Saints is your second listen. And today we are talking about the Pelicans 129-124 win over the Phoenix Suns. Just two big games. Two big games and New Orleans rose to the challenge Every time. This team doesn't fold in the face of adversity. In overtime where they've been 0-3 so far this year, getting that clutch win, growing, not making those same kind of mistakes. And in overtime, one of the most chef's kiss moments we've ever seen. Chris Paul on five fouls. (laughs) Takes a three when Zion was switched on to him. Very clearly kicks his legs out, but Zion makes contact. He falls to the ground. Chris Paul falls to the ground. And the refs rule it a shooting foul it's on Zion Willie Green still has his challenge challenges it and they come back out and they say it was unnatural motion is what Chris Paul did it's on him it's an offensive foul that's his six he's out of the game Chris Paul flopped got called on the flop and that was the call that got him thrown out of the game things you love to see that was a sweet moment at the end. You had Chris Paul sucks chance at the end of this game. A lot of bad blood between the fans here and him from one leaving New Orleans, but probably more importantly, the uh, the playoff series that we saw this past season. Just a fun moment. The atmosphere in the Smoothie King Center playoff like y'all brought it. There were MVP chance for Zion Williamson, deservedly so. Y'all were re- New Orleans was just straight up ready for the game And the team responded and you love to see it Other guys who responded for New Orleans in this one CJ McCollum 29 points on 24 shots I'll take that from him 3 point shot wasn't falling 3 of 10 But he found ways to go out and score You saw him making the right reads in the half court Saw a crease, attacked the basket, scored on a layup Passed out of that if he needed to 7 assists on the night Defensively he was fine too You'd like to see the shooting come around. At times, he was taking shots way too early in the shot clock. He went one-on-five at one point in transition, which seemed foolish. You also saw him dribble out the ball at the end of the game, which was a little bit weird, too, and didn't really get a good look off. He passed it to Dyson Daniels, who just chucked it. He's starting to come around. He's definitely been dealing with some sickness and things like that. He's still been impactful. He made clutch free throws in that first game against the Phoenix Suns, too. Fine with his play. Cut out some of those weird shots that make you go, huh? Or like, what was that possession? And everything will be fine with him. He's a guy I'm still not worried about. You could see flashes of his old self in this one. He was good. They needed him. They needed that scoring. They needed him to get a couple of those buckets breaking down the defense too. He's starting to come around. You saw more lift and arc on his shot too. That's going to help him. He'll be back in no time. I think he was good. I liked what we saw from him. 29 points, second leading scorer for New Orleans in a game when they needed someone to step up. Someone that wasn't Zion Williamson offensively. CJ going over 20, closer to 30. Yes, exactly what this team needed. And did it while shooting well. 29 on tw- twenty nine points and 24 shots. Not amazing efficiency. It's not Zion's 35 on 21, but it's still good. And I'm happy with what we saw from him. 54% shooting. He was 13 of 24. I'll take that given some of the shooting issues he's had this year and the sickness issues he's had this year. He was good in this one. They needed him to step up, and he delivered and was big for the Pelicans in this win. And another guy, it won't show up in the stat sheet, but just as important, Dyson Daniels. The rookie continues to impress. Almost 36 minutes for him. It's not the 11 points that you look at and go, oh, wait, what, that we made... A three in this one it's the eight assists and then the defense that he provided he keeps the ball moving you saw some real nice two-man games between him and Jonas him and Larry him and Zion just playing simple basketball quick little pick and roll or side pick and roll playing along the baseline he runs those really well can read the game and make a quick pass it doesn't seem too fast for him he doesn't need time to process the game He sees a guy cutting, you give him the ball, he'll make sure it gets there. A really good connector. But it's his defense that was so important. They were switching everything. Pick and roll comes, just switch. Let Dyson Daniels take the big man because he's capable of doing it. At 6'8", and with the size that he has, he can take on those tougher assignments and gives New Orleans defensive guard play they don't have from anyone else. And so they're relying on a rookie and putting him in tough spots. This isn't easy for an NBA rookie to do, but he is delivering on the defensive side of the ball. And then you've also seen him take on Chris Paul, and he did in this. Chris Paul t- tried to swipe the remove that didn't work, went up with a fake shot attempt because that's really what it was. Dyson doesn't bite, gets the steal, and they call the foul on Chris Paul. You saw him at times offensively attack Chris Paul, trying to post him up using his size advantage and taking him to the rack, and he did a good job of that. You saw Chris Paul try and post him up, and it didn't work. Dyson, for a rookie, unbelievably impressive. His stats, his numbers aren't the type of things that people casually watching the game are going to see and stand out to. People are going to see this box score and go, oh, whatever. He's impactful of a player. You can see why they were so high on him, why they drafted him eighth overall, ahead of some of the guys that went behind him. They feel really good about what they have in Dyson Daniels, and for this team right now, for a rookie to crack the rotation, with the depth that they have here to make an impact as a rookie, really speaks to him and how ready he is to go out and just do the things he needs to do. When I say deepest team in the league, it's not that all of these guys could be starters everywhere else. It's just that the talent fits. The talent works. And that's a big part of why New Orleans, alongside Zion Williamson, is on this seven-game winning streak. And they still got a couple of tough more games. Two against the Utah Jazz, another against the Bucs, the Phoenix Suns as well. Let's see what they can put together. The Jazz are falling back down to earth game Tuesday, game Thursday. We'll look ahead to both of those. We'll talk more about the team. It's a fun time here. we got a lot to talk about. I want to do more in-depth look at Larry Nance Jr., how CJ can get it going, and what the team's going to look like when they integrate Uh, uh, Brandon Ingram back in with Zion Williamson. That's all to come this week here on Locked on Pelicans. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. Be back with you all next time. Be sure to subscribe and comment down below on YouTube.